Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. And welcome back to the First Cut Podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Kyle Porter. I'm Chip Patterson. Round two of the Memorial in the books. We've got notable missed cuts. We've got just the just headline-grabbing superstars at the top of the leaderboard. And uh, so much more to get to. Tiger Woods did make the cut here, so he did the good. He's at two under. We got a lot to, to break down. Kyle Porter, what do you think so far um, after two days at the memorial it's been fun you know you you look at events like you know even colonial last week where the field's good but not great and they just it seems like there's just so much more happening at these events with better fields like it's it's so much more chaotic I, i don't know if that's just me or maybe i'm more interested in in some of the bigger names but we got jt hitting balls into the clubhouse on 18 oh bryson on the clock like have, this, the, the, when you said chaotic, I was going to ask you if that's just a, an incident of this particular year seems chaotic because, um, you know, we've got Phil Mickelson going with the two drivers, like the, the divot gate. I mean, there's, there, there was a lot to talk about that had nothing to do with the fact that Troy Merritt, KH Lee and Martin Keimer currently hold the 36 hole lead at nine under. I know. I, I think part of that is like the, the broader narrative of just their the, the the character development like within golf being really good like we have really good characters. <laughs> no, Seriously. it's true. No, it's true. It is. And so, and so you've got like Bryson's like sort of a villain, and Kucher's like kind of turned into a villain, and people don't like JT, and like, I mean some people don't like him. I like him, but it, it's so I think that like all of that. And when you throw in Tiger and Phil and Spieth and and all these different guys, it just it's really intriguing. You know, yeah. I, I think it makes for really interesting tournaments. And yeah, it, like just anything that they do sort of gets blown up into this, you know, bigger narrative. And so you've got Kutra out there for like ten minutes trying to get a free drop out of a half divot. First of all, like what? Wait, was it that bad? I mean, it's not like his ball was buried. Like, do we really need to take 10 minutes on that? Oh, no. It it was entirely uh, something that myself, you, or anyone else would not have uh, taken issue with. But... Yeah. I mean... it's, I, it's But it's, it's Matt Kuchar, right? And we're coming off like... like not just uh, the caddy, but the, the Sergio back and forth. And he's just... He's spicy right now. Well, but isn't it interesting how like you see everything through like a different way? Like if this was two years ago and Kucher was doing that, we would all chuckle to him and like, oh, Kucher's, you know, he's so goofy. Like he's trying to get a drop and, and, you know, and now it's like, oh, this feels weird. Like this doesn't feel right. I maybe I will say that whenever you're just holding up the broadcast in general, and and I I say broadcast consuming it from uh, 
consuming it from like the television standpoint, but play obviously is the other thing at hand in terms of everyone that you're playing with. It kind of rocks their flow and their rhythm. The people behind you get backed up. Any, anyone that starts to, to make a big deal about anything, asking for too many clarifications or, or generally holding up the flow of a round, I'm, I'm kind of out on. Even if this was still when Kucher was the aw shucks, gee golly, uh, like isn't he the best? Even in that character, I, I would have looked at this and I would have been like, man, that's... I might have said, oh, that's unlike Kucher in a different way. So I, I guess that's adjusted. But man, I... I was I was not happy with uh with that dominating so much of the the conversation and the attention. Yeah, it was really weird. But then I mean, on the flip side, you had a lot of really good stuff too. I mean, Justin Rose is round today. Shoots sixty three with a bogey. Uh, I mean, he was. You got me on that. Every single now, I love sixty three with a bogey. That's the yeah, best quali- That's the best qualifier in a sixty three. Somebody I forgot. He went. I guess it might have been Rose. I think he went out in thirty-one with a bogey. I like saying that too. Thirty with a bogey on the front. Um, so yeah, there's there's a lot going on. Do you want to start at the top with the leaders? Sure. What do you, what you got on these guys? I've got thirty seconds on this. So you could not blindly pick a more random gr- threesome to be leading co-leading this tournament. Martin Keimer, KH Lee, Troy Merritt. 2019, I looked up their OWGR stats. They have three combined top tens. I think they have one each. And 10 combined miscuts. <laughs> with one one WD in there. I mean, it, it's just... But here's the thing, Chip. Uh, Merritt's number one in the field in approach shots. And KHLE's number two. So it's not like they're just, you know, putting out of their minds. Keimer, Keimer kind of is. I think he might be leading the field in putting. But, you know, like if, if they get a little hot on the greens over the weekend, th- there's a real chance that either of those guys could kind of stay up there until the end. I, I don't think either one's going to win it. But... Yeah, I mean they're just they're striking the ball really well, which is how you have to have to win these tournaments. I th- I think it was out there for the getting here in these first two days. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and Muirf- Muirfield Village is interesting because, and and I sort of was thinking about this with Tiger, who we'll talk about in a second. If you miss those greens, I mean, some of the some of the lies that you get around those greens, it's like I I don't I don't know how you even like I don't know what kind of swing you even make on it. You can't even see the ball. Yeah. But but if you if you're if you're hitting greens like if you're if you're dialed in I mean you can go shoot a sixty five right? right I mean like, it was it was soft no wind and well let's let's go ahead and take this I I took those notes from Jordan Spieth's comments about his after he came out of there and Jordan Spieth you know one off the lead right now uh, eight under after going sixty six on Thursday seventy on Friday we've been we've had him on smoke and mirrors watch. And so I will ask you now, are you still going to hold out, wait for the weekend because of that weekend scoring average before you jump on board the idea that, uh, like like Jordan Spieth, do you think right now Jordan Spieth is going to finish in the top five at the end of this tournament? I do not. <laughs> you got I do not. He's 174th in third round scoring average, 202nd in fourth round scoring average. I got to see it, bro. Like, well, just let me see it one time. Right. You know, and uh, so this week is different. This week's way different than the last two. And here's why. He's 
he's only made two bogeys. His his big thing coming into this week, he's 114th on the PGA Tour in bogey avoidance. That's not good. Like he's still and and that's I think sort of the misperception is like oh Spieth can't find his putter, he's not scoring. Spieth is fifth on the PGA Tour in putting. I I I don't know who's pushing that. I I view the world with the understanding that everyone thinks uh, Spieth has been putting lights out. That's how he's been holding things together. That what's been missing was the ball striking, tee to green, approach shots. And I do think that there's been improvement in there, at least in terms of him being able to to look like he's got his swing and his approach shots and and all of those like make or break kind of swings in the middle of the holes. It feels like he's got that a little bit more in check this week. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he he's only made two bogeys so far. Occasionally, he's made one. So he's the only person that's made fewer than Spieth so far this week. And again, like this is a place where it's really easy to make bogey. I mean, you know, it's easy to make a bunch of birdies too. I kind of like this course, by the way. Just with it being all grown up and thick, and if you if you miss fairways, in addition to greens, as you mentioned earlier, that it's just you're going to be you're going to be hitting some out of some thick stuff. You like that? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know if the architecture nerds love it. Like I, I don't, I don't, I, I legit don't know if they consider it a good or bad course, but I, I sort of, I don't know. Like I, I, I also like kind of the Pinehurst thing where if you miss a green, it just like rolls out forever. But, and maybe that's, less random than some of the lies you get around these greens greens like when like when you're kind of buried or not buried or whatever like the the pinehurst type um like green uh what's the word i'm looking for like, like the, sandy the, 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 more sand based well the way they're structured like if you miss a green there it's going to roll out oh the yards. turtle are you talking about turtle shell is that what you're looking yeah, for yeah and, yeah. and, and just no rough around the green right. so this this you sort of get help sometimes because the rough keeps the ball close. Uh, but also sometimes it's buried, you know? And so, and so I don't know, I've enjoyed like kind of just the disparity where you can go out and shoot, you know, 64, but then you can go BJT and shoot a 80. An on 80. Friday. Yeah. All right. We've Not good. let's, we can get to them in a second. I do want to hit like him and Phil just, just hand in hand uh, in these first two rounds. All right. Big cat, Tiger yeah. Woods goes uh, two under with a couple bogeys coming down the stretch on Thursday. On Friday, it's even par, total mixed bag. His misses were have been all over the place through thirty six holes. He just it hasn't felt like his he's been able to get anything going. What's the you know what well, what's the the greater analysis on what we've seen so far here? He's been fine. You know, the the thing that I've been struck by over the first two days is his swing looks really calm. You know, like I, I think that so so two things on that. At, at the beginning, I mean, for most of his careers, his swing's been so violent that you're just like, oh, I mean, it looks great, but you know, what, what how's your spine, bro? Right, 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 you know? right, right. Yes. Agreed. But then like in the last couple of years, it's at times looked really um brittle and like stiff just because that's I mean that's his body now right but I don't know man like I feel like just some of the three woods that he's been hitting off these tees some of the iron shots that he's been hitting they've looked really good I mean just really like smooth and easy and he's just he's you know pounding three wood off these tees I've been impressed by that I mean 
you know, Friday, it's like one bad hole. It's like one bad shot from 250 out. And all of a sudden you turn a, you know, pretty easy, not easy, but a pretty straightforward birdie into a seven. And you're like, okay, well there's, you know, I could be T six instead of T 33. Right. So that, I mean, how do you grade that? You know, like I, I don't, I don't even know like that, that whole sort of a race. I mean, literally that's a, it's a three shot swing. Well, I, 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 I just, I haven't seen him. I think he's met my expectations in that he's in this tournament. He, he doesn't look like there's any one part of his game that is terribly out of place, but he's not contending to win this thing. Not yet. I mean, Ooh. he could go out and shoot 66 on Saturday. I think that's what he has to shoot to, to get in contention. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he he's looked like – I mean, this is just what he is. Like, I think I think Memorial is what he is. The ceiling is pretty high. Obviously, won the Masters. The floor is fairly low. But, like, Memorial, like, right now is just what he is. There's going to be some good. There's going to be – Tiger did the good. Tiger did the bad. <laughs> and that's, you know, that's the deal. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Cool. He's just – he's operating from, like, a, a middle ground that we're – not used to him operating from. And so when it's going good, it's going to, it's going to be awesome. But when it's going bad, he's going to miss cuts, you know? And so like, we've just sort of moved that middle ground down from where it used to be, but up from where it's been recently. Well, I was going to say it, it sounds more like the way we were talking about tiger at this time last year. Uh, what do you mean? Like, I don't know. He's going to have some birdies. He's going to have some bogeys. Yeah. He's probably yeah. going to be about one under. I don't know. Yeah. Like how, what, how do we look for something? Like I remember you and I on this very podcast, not, you know, almost venting about that because the questions and the excitement and the hype was all about, uh, trying to push tiger, uh, forward to a level that he would not go on to reach until probably the open championship. But you know, we were still being asked the questions cause he was in contention. I don't know. A couple birdies, a couple bogeys. Yeah, I, I think that I think the different I, I think the floor is still the same as this time last year. I think for me, the ceiling's higher than it was this time last year. Uh, agree. But the like what we're, if you said the memorial is what he is, it's it's a little bit lower than what we've experienced. If your mind goes to PGA championship, the open championship tour championship and the masters. Right. But if you go back to where he was prior to all that, the memorial is probably a little closer to that, at least in terms of your, your final performance on the scorecard. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, look like even take like, and, and I start, you start going down this path of like, well, shot this shot, that shot. I mean, so the, the, out of the fairway on 15 on Friday, you're like, well, that's not good. But he also, look, he missed a par putt on one from six feet. He must, he missed the bogey putt on 15 from four feet. And so all of a sudden you're like, okay, well, you know, he, he usually makes putts like that all of a sudden a 72 is a 70 and he's five back four back whatever so i don't know it's just the margins are are so thin and uh yeah i mean i think that he's gonna play well on the weekend and finish in the top 15 because that's what he's done all year and getting into uh basically you know all of these superstars that missed the cuts what we think went wrong plus of course our perfect finish all that right after this Streaming on Paramount Plus. You ready, Bob? Well, all right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. 
It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, One Love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Okay. Justin Thomas, 7180. Tony Finau, 7774. Phil Mickelson, 7079. Jason Day, 7574. Matt Kuchar, 7374. Rory McIlroy, 7571. Misses the cut by one stroke. You t- take me where you want to go. This is a these are a lot of golfers that we like to talk about and seem to care about here on the podcast, and they will not be around for the weekend action. Yeah, Kucher and Fina were surprising. I don't know that we need to expound on them. I think just you know whatever. Phil Phil's concerning because he and Will Gray had this stat. I thought it was it was a great tweet. He's he's carrying two drivers. Okay. He finishes first. I think he was first in the field in distance and like 105th or 103rd in strokes gained off the tee, which means he is all over the place. <laughs> and I mean, my deal with that is like, I mean, he his first shot on Friday off 10 out of bounds. Okay. You make a seven triple ejected gone. You taking that game to pebble. How's that going to, how's that going to play at the yeah. U S open? So that's concerning. And then, JT and Rory, I mean, JT goes, JT goes, what did he shoot on Thursday? 71? 71. So he goes 71, he goes 36 on the front, and then he goes 44 on the back. He shot a 44 on the back nine on Friday. A professional. One of the best players in the world. Get this, with two birdies. Lunatic. He shot 44. That's like, that's actually what my scorecard looks like. 44 with two birdies. (laughs) I mean, like legit, like that's what my scorecard looks like. And uh, I don't know. I, you know, I think that, which by the way, I've, I've been watching a ton of golf. I love his swing. Do you like his swing? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's great. Like, like, I don't know if there's anybody I'd rather watch from like 160. Like just take like a, like an, like a nine iron. And a wet, send like it. A, yeah. It's just so, it's so good. It's so balanced. Right. Um, I don't know. He kind of got going the wrong way. And I think, I think he just kind of missed. I mean, he was laughing on 18. The ball hits the cart path into the clubhouse on a chair. You're like, okay, what are we, what are we doing? Um, but I don't know. I, I, I actually thought what I saw from him early on was, was pretty encouraging. I thought he, I thought he hit it pretty well until the back nine on Friday. And then Rory, I mean, Rory just, you, you can't, you can't finish outside the top hundred off the tee. I mean, he lost like a stroke and a half to the field off the tee. So that's just, that's not going to get, I mean, he had to reload twice on Thursday. His 75, by the way, highest score of 2019 by two strokes. Mm. His his other highest score was 73. I believe that was at, uh, maybe at the Masters. But uh, yeah, he, which by the way, don't miss like a three footer on 17 on Friday. On, fr- on Friday when you're right on the cut line. Somebody tweeted at me. Uh, apparently, Jack Nicholas said Rory's really been struggling the last two or three months. What are people watching? It is. It is all narrative, and it well, all I mean, like what the, what the hell? Mm. That's that's incredible. Nine top tens won the players less than three months ago. There is a, a there's a, a Google Doc that's being distributed among the golf media that you and I aren't getting. <laughs> And, and it says uh, under the notes, 
Rory McIlroy, bullet one, really struggling in the last two or three months. Yeah, like, okay. I wish I was struggling like that. With nine top tens out of 10 starts in the calendar year of 2019, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's the number. Well, nine out of 11 now. Yeah. But that's the first, so that's the first cut he's missed worldwide since the 2000. 18 us open it's the first cut jt's missed worldwide since the 2018 uh, open championship so they'd been cruising uh, i'm not going to get super excited about a miscut at memorial it is it's not great in terms of like just prep for the us open especially for jt who hasn't had those competitive rounds uh, i don't know that i'm going to pick either one of them to win the us open at pebble but um yeah i mean whatever I, i'm not super fired up about it and now it's time for the perfect finish brought to you by Amstel Light. We are trying to predict what the perfect finish would be to the Memorial Muirfield Village Sunday afternoon. Kyle Porter, what's your perfect finish? My perfect finish is just doing a victory lap around this podcast on you on Monday when Patrick Cantley wins by seven on Sunday evening. <laughs> um, no, my perfect, I, I think my perfect finish is probably Spieth like just going like 68, 69 or 67, 70 or something like that to win. And, and and the reason I know I talk about speed a lot, but the reason that would be the perfect finish is because then you'd have this massive conundrum going to pebble because I, I mean, I think DJ is like the obvious pick to win there. You got Brooks going for three in a row. And then all of a sudden it's like, wait, speed is dominated there. And he, he just won a memorial and he's kind of found, found his stuff, you know, like what, what do you do with that? So I, I, I think that I think for the, not only this week, but also the broader golf narrative and specifically at majors, I think Spieth winning this weekend would be, would be kind of perfect and create a, like some real, and even if he doesn't like, even, you know, say he finishes top three, but he keeps hitting it well, it doesn't make a ton of bogeys. I think that's a real storyline going to Pebble. My perfect finish would be Ricky Fowler charging mm. up the leaderboard. 69-68. He's been playing solid. He's finding fairways and greens. He's avoiding too many big scores uh, at Muirfield Village so far. And if he wins, and this is similar to some of the same narrative reasons that you mentioned for Spieth, I mean, what do we always say about Ricky Fowler? It's the Opens, right? It's, yeah. it's the U.S. Open and the Open Championship. Those are the tournaments that he is suited to win. And I feel like he's creeping around there and so my perfect finish would be ricky fowler uh and i don't know if he's going to we are sitting here recording on may 31st does that mean the mullet's gone for the weekend oh is it was it only through may yeah it was it was a mullet may uh charity awareness situation i don't know it's 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 like not like mike gundy's you look at it and you're like okay like that you know okay and Fowler's, you look at it and you're like, that's not good, dude. That, it is unnatural. Yeah, it's it's not great. Uh, so I hope so. And that has been the perfect finish brought to you by Amstel Light. When you need a perfect finish at the end of a perfect round, grab an Amstel Light. All right, what uh, what else is on your notepad as we as we round things out here with the uh, second head to the weekend? Well, I had Xander kind of sneaking around, and he doubled the last. I know, or, or the last hole he played. Which, by the way, why why is Xander playing the front nine late on a Friday afternoon? What's up with that tee time? Well, it was uh, there were a couple of like featured dish type groups 
everything that was coming in on Friday afternoon that they were showing on TV was on the front nine. It was, it was weird. Like I, I don't, he's like a top 15 player in the world. Like get, get him in a, I mean, I, I don't know. That was odd, but he's just always like right there. Like he just doesn't, he just doesn't go away. He's, he's super impressive. Um, I think that's all I got. I had a, tw- I, I made a tweet. I'm going to read it to you. Okay. Thanks. And I did, I did. Yeah. Uh, I did this last year and I think people, uh, I think people found it interesting. So I did, uh, I took the top 10 in strokes gain putting and the top 10 in strokes gain driving, uh, on the PGA tour right now mm-hmm. and added up their earnings for this season. So strokes gain putting 15.3 mil. That's the top 10 on the PGA tour right now. They've made $15 million this year. Top 10 in strokes gain driving have made 27.6 mil. And so I think this like, you know, and this is not, I don't know a ton of people who still think this, but the drive for show, putt for dough thing, like it's, it's not, that's not a real, it's, it's drive for dough or it's, it's hit irons for show and drive for dough. I don't know what it is, but putting's not involved. No. And, uh, it's, so yeah, no, no, I mean, it's, it's very, very easy. It's, uh, drive to put a wedge in your hand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> drive to put a wedge in your hand and everything else will come easy. Yeah, totally. I mean, your top 10 in driving right now, Rory, Bubba, DJ, Fleetwood, Rom, Woodland, Cam Champ, Johnny Vegas, Jason Day, Keith Mitchell. They've all made over a million dollars this year. Keith Mitchell, not and Kevin you're, Mitchell. You're, yeah, your top 10 in putting, <laughs> your top three, Justin Harding, Danny Duffner. McCarthy, Dominique Bazzelli. Is Duffner in the top 10? No. <laughs> <laughs> Speed's fourth, DJ's fifth. Speed and DJ make up like, or uh, Jason Day and DJ make up half the money earned in the top ten in putting. J- DJ's a good putter, by the way. How about that? We we've talked about that. I think he ranks top five, top ten so far this season. He's sixth, or he's fifth. Yeah, sick. He's got it going again. Like you said, he's he's, he's the pick. Double. Yeah, he's gonna win it. He's the pick. He is Kyle Porter. You can follow him on Twitter at KylePorterCBS. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Kyle, thank you very much. Thanks, Chip.